Under the sign of Ichabod, the human race between Genesis 3 and Revelation 19. In Genesis 3, the human race lost the glory, the Shekinah, the robe of righteousness. The union of humanity and divinity was broken. The glory was gone. The temple of God was left desolate, empty. In Revelation 19, the glory returns. The robe of righteousness is offered again. Humanity and divinity are combined again in the marriage of the Lamb. The sanctuary is cleansed, justified, restored to its rightful state. In between Genesis 3 and Revelation 19, for the first time in human history, God presented the prototype of the sanctuary restored in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ came to make us partakers of the divine nature and his life declares that humanity combined with divinity does not commit sin. Ministry of Healing 180. He was the second Adam, the head of the new human race, humanity and divinity combined. This is God's eternal purpose and its vast creation. From eternal ages, it was God's purpose that every created being, from that bright and holy seraph to man, should be a temple for the indwelling of the Creator. In the cleansing of the temple, Jesus was announcing his mission as the Messiah and entering upon his work. That temple, erected for the abode of the Divine Presence, was designed to be an object lesson for Israel and for the world. Because of sin, humanity ceased to be a temple for God. By the incarnation of the Son of God, the purpose of heaven is fulfilled. God dwells in humanity, and through saving grace, the heart of man becomes again his temple. God designed that the temple at Jerusalem should be a continual witness to the high destiny open to every soul. Desire of Ages 161 About this high destiny, the prophets have spoken in every generation. Moses, the seed of the woman, shall bruise the head of the serpent. Genesis 3.15 The Lord will rise up a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren. Deuteronomy 18.15 Jeremiah, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, said the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. Jeremiah 31.33 Ezekiel and I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, said the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. Ezekiel 36, 23. Daniel, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Daniel 8, 14. Hosiah, and I will betroth thee unto me forever. Ye, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment, and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. Hosiah 2, 
19 through 20. Malachi, behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. Malachi 3, 1 through 3. Zechariah, take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. Zechariah 3, 4. Matthew, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Matthew 25, 5-6 Paul, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, Colossians 1, 27. This coming and the coming of the Lord to his temple are distinct and separate events. The coming of Christ as our high priest, the most holy place, for the cleansing of the sanctuary brought to view in Daniel 8.14. The coming of the Son of Man to the Ancient of Days as presented in Daniel 7.13. And the coming of the Lord to his temple foretold by Malachi are descriptions of the same event. And this is also presented by the coming of the bridegroom to the marriage described by Christ in the parable of the ten virgins of Matthew 25, Great Controversy 426. All these passages in Great Controversy 426 are the description of the same event, the great day of atonement for the living. Early in our history as a people got kindly offered the key to our Laodicean stalemate. In Christ were united the human and the divine, his mission was to reconcile God to man and man to God. His work was to unite the finite with the infinite. This was the only way in which fallen men could be exalted through the merits of the blood of Christ to be partakers of the divine nature. Review and Herald, December 31st, 1872. In the great day of atonement, the two parts divorced in Eden will be put again together at one meant. For this kind of new humanity, Christ was the benchmark, the prototype, the second Adam, our firstborn. This was the intention of God in 1888. This was the moment, soon, none known how soon, it will pass to the cases of the living. Great Controversy 490. As soon as the bride understands this, the judgment, the day of atonement, the wedding will pass to the living. This is the midnight cry that awakens the sleeping virgins. As soon as Revelation 19 is understood, the bride will prepare for the wedding. Humanity combined with divinity does not commit sin. Between Genesis 3 and Revelation 19, the human race is under the sign of Ichabod. Let us stop. This crisis in the government of God. Let us make the glory return in its temple and carry the infamous Azazel into the wilderness. It is our privilege to become the new human race. 
The Son of Man is fully qualified to be the originator of a humanity that will blend with divinity by partaking of the divine nature. Signs of Times, March 8, 1899 This is the destiny of the Great Advent Movement. Now, this destiny is your choice. Be a part of this mighty Advent Movement. All things are ready. Come to the marriage.